Rants at the Movies, a podcast where we rant about films you may have seen at house parties. I'm one of your hosts in Jack of All Trades Mono, and terrified of the alien mosquito in her butt is my co-host and master of none, Kira. It's in your butt, boy! <laughs> it's in your butt! <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, but today we are not talking Aquatine Hunger Force or Meatwad, unfortunately. No. Although there is a, a strong resemblance to Meatwad at the end of the movie. Yeah, more Trapper Keeper. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, actually, every time I see that that end bit, I, I'm just, I don't want to wait for my Trapper Keeper to be over. But, yes, because today we're talking evolution. Yes. <laughs> 2000, sorry, no, wait, 99? No. 2001. 2001, no, sorry. No, 99. No, that's wrong, it's 2001. Is it 2001? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's 2001. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, I think, I went to the cinema to see this, so yeah, I would have been old enough to go to the cinema on my own. I don't know when I first saw this one, actually. I just like it. It's really stupid. It's really, really stupid. Uh, it is. Uh, well, stupid in a good way, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, yeah, stupid it is. Fun. It's just, it's just silly fun. There was like, it's part of that, like, spade up from like ninety nine to two thousand and two, two thousand three, maybe ninety eight to two thousand and three. That was like silly, stupid stoner college films. I would say it has more in common with... It's kind of... It is in that kind of vibe. I, I was just going to say that it has more in line with, like, Men in Black. Yeah. And obviously Ghostbusters, because it's an Ivan Reitman film, and yeah. it was written by... Well, polished by the two guys who did Ghostbusters. Yeah, because it was written as a straight sci-fi. Yeah. We, uh, well, not weirdly, but unusually, the guy who wrote the script enjoyed the whole process so much yeah, he well, stayed on for the whole thing watching the guys who did Ghostbusters getting to see them in action doing something with your story they think your story is worth doing that to yeah but you know a lot of times because Ghostbusters hear, like, is like a really like when you think about Ghostbusters it's dark as fuck yeah yeah no I'd say this has more in common with yeah Men in Black and and Ghostbusters and that kind of film than... yeah I was really tapping into the whole hey David Tukafni's like sexy well David Duchovny is sexy yes he is <laughs> But this was like peak, like X Files, Fox Mulder. Well, I mean, this would have been season nine of the X Files. Yeah. So the X Files would have been drawing. Well, that iteration of the X Files would have been drawing to a close, nearly. Yeah, but yeah, he that still was, was massively famous. Yeah, that still is. Yeah. But yeah, no, he's actually he's great in this. <laughs> he's um, such a prick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's an absolute asshole. He's just such a fucking prick. But, but the fact that he's David Duchovny and just inherently charming, you like it. The oh, the whole cast is fantastic. Yeah, but the, you know the bit with the elevator where he's like, "Do you think that you could possibly be attracted to me?" Oh yeah, every everybody oh, yeah. says yes. Yeah, because he yes, ba- Ira. Yeah, no. Oh, that scene and then that bit in Crying Freeman where he's like, "You wouldn't want me to break that record, would you?" Oh yeah, it's exactly the same energy. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Orlando Jones is. Fucking excellent. I was well, looking. Though, I, I was say. like, I have to have seen him in something else, and I haven't. And no, I he's ju- in, he does he's a, lot in of a shitload of stuff. Yeah, and this is the only thing I've ever seen him in. Yeah, and like, well, that's I think because most of the stuff is like straight drama, which we tend not to watch. I think but he was on Mad TV back in the day, which you never got here. No, but that's comedy. Yeah, but yeah, no, he's brilliant comedian. Absolutely fantastic. Oh, he's the funniest. He's the funniest thing in this movie. Yes, he yeah. is. I, I mean, there's a, all of the delivery. Yeah. He just, he absolutely carries the comedic element in this movie. They're, like, Sean William Scott's good, and the two... He's very much the lovable idiot. Yeah, well, and also Deacon Danny. Oh, Deacon Danny. I'm the... very sweet. Yeah, but a lot of the comedy comes from Harry. Yeah. And Ira, I suppose, as well. They have this the weird, man. they have, like, a very early version of a bromance. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's one of the things that I really like about this, is their friendship the whole yeah. way throughout the film. Yeah. But before we jump into the characters too deeply, will we go for an L summary? Let's try it anyway. See how many times I fucked this one up before yep. getting a decent one. Following a meteor strike in Arizona, local scientists Ira and Harry discover a fast-developing alien life inside. But when CDC and Army scientists push the two doctors aside and steal their research, they are forced to try and save their discovery from the Army, and then save the world from their discovery. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it's a simple film again. I'm on Aran's favourite. We yeah. like a simple plot. Yeah. Don't confuse me with like extraneous shit that I will get caught up in. Yeah. Two scientists discover alien life. Army tries to push them out. Alien life then threatens existence and, and army, all existence. Army, army does what army does best which is kill it with fire. <laughs> yeah. Fire bad. Fire very bad. <laughs> but no it is. I, I have to say one of the things that I, I was most surprised at watching this film 
what, 20, 21 years later? Yeah. I was worried about the special effects because it is quite special effects heavy. No, because but... Bill Tippett did them! <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's that nice balance of CG and... Puppetry. And puppetry. And puppetry always, always looks good. And nothing really looks dodgy in this at no. all. No. No, nothing actually does. Because I was, I was trying to think of anything that involves fire because fire is always one that can look really bad. But when well, the, they actually blew... They blew the <laughs> shit out of that car. Uh, yeah. yeah, they actually just did blow the shit out of everything instead or at least yeah. use miniatures so that's just inserted yeah no it, it, it works visually it holds up really really yeah. well I have to say it actually yeah it does because we we looked <laughs> we actively looked when we were well the second like, time the second time in particular the first time I kind of just I, I, I was just watched to take it in and yeah. then I was so surprised the second time I was watching with a more critical eye to see yeah. where there are faults and, and most of my nitpicks for this film are plot related they're silly plot things yeah. rather than anything no visual. it does it looks it still looks really really good because I was I was worried about that because the alien life in this is is unique visually yeah to a degree like um, well, as, as I said watching it it's definitely not James Cameron's let's slap a couple of extra legs on a horse and give it a horn and no, there, there we go no something's got a butt for a head <laughs> yeah no I did the, the creatures are really fun there's enough there's plenty of variety in the creatures as well yeah well the and they're, they're kind of going through but. like a, an evolutionary process similar to us so they have like flatworms and then insect life and then amphibious life by the looks of it. Yeah, you get kind of crustaceans. You get it going through the kind of the stages that we're used to seeing. Similar enough, anyway. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. But I will say, apart from the the um, sorry, apart from the visuals, the cast is fucking great in this. All around, like it, it's yeah, really really good actors, and they're all great in the role. There's nobody like that's. There's Shit. A, the only weak spot I would say would be the interaction with Sarah Silverman in the diner and I think was that I don't that I didn't really get because I was like why and why is he fucking with I know she's there on a date with her new boyfriend who's a police officer and he gets that call on the radio and they're like ooh let's go check it out but they could have just been in the diner yeah I don't understand why he had to have a fight with his ex-girlfriend uh, it's a bit the only unnecessary that and them driving in the car singing I'll get onto that in a bit yeah but even there, that's Sarah Silverman's only in it for like that one scene. Yeah. Um, and then you've got Dan Aykroyd popping up at the end <laughs> as the governor. He's brilliant. I do love some Dan Aykroyd. He had been watching Governor Thingy Bobs from um, Hello Boys. Uh, yeah, I think that it's... Work, 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 work. <laughs> yeah, Blazing Saddles governor and Ghostbusters governor. Kind of smashed and, together. And, and part Dan Aykroyd just smashed together. And a little bit of the prisoner, prison um, governor from Stir Crazy. A little bit. With the big fur coat yeah. and the bedding on them all. It's all excellent, though. Yeah. <laughs> he just... They went, here's some scenery. It's your lunch. <laughs> Oh, no, I don't think he chewed. Well, I mean, it's it's it's, <laughs> it's no Dan Frank Langella. It's Dan Aykroyd, so he can do it with class. <laughs> yeah, and you've got um, Ty Burrell in his first looking film role. like a fucking haunted ventriloquist dummy. <laughs> Good God, that man's face is scary, and it's, it's he has this like semi permanent smug smile, but. Whatever way the smile holds, it gives him these weird lines that make him look like a puppet mouth, and um, it scares me. <laughs> yeah, he he's I, I don't he's not overly creepy looking. He's definitely a smarmy git. Oh the yeah, whole way he's, throughout he's, it. like he's, he's an absolute fucking... yeah, he's an absolute brown nosing suck up to the the general yeah. played by um fucking Buffalo Bill. Like, yeah, the actor's name. <laughs> Help me out here, uh, Ted. And- uh, Ted Levine. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. With his fucking Sparks mustache. <laughs> yeah. Which does not help with the creepy. He's but actually... He, he's surprisingly hilarious in this. Yeah, no, he, play, he plays it well, but the character is probably one of the weaker ones. Yeah. Because he's just angry general who knows Ira from the past. Yeah. But he does, yeah, no, he, he, he does well at what he's given. Yeah, no, he's he's surprisingly hilarious, I think. Yeah. He just, and, and the fact that everything about it just pisses him off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he just wants to be done with it. He's sick of scientists and he just wants to be left alone and allowed to blow the shit out of things. Yeah, when it when it comes to blowing stuff up. And he gets very excited. Yeah, he's like, finally, something he gets I can get involved in. 
He put the lotion on the skin. I mean, how many jokes of that kind are we going to allow? I don't know. <laughs> he doesn't wear women's lingerie and this stuff. No, no, he does not. But we do get a look at, randomly, a just completely random look at... Julianne Moore's Yeah, stockings. at Dr. Reed's stockings for no when reason. She falls in the door and none of them help her pick up the shit. <laughs> no, she falls over a lot and nobody helps her any Ever. of the time since she falls over, I think. <laughs> I kind of feel like the one where she shuts the, co- the car door wasn't scripted because that's really hard to do. <laughs> Well, that was that was a choice by Julianne Moore to add the clumsy thing yeah. to the character, and it was probably a good choice because I have I as somebody who does walk into things a lot. Oh, you are the clumsiest. Yeah, you. If you're within seven foot of me, you're in danger. Um, <laughs> but I have done the whole gotten embarrassed by something and tried to walk off and gone straight into a door. Oh yeah, I've done that several times. That's your specialty. Yeah. <laughs> Pull and push doors that aren't clearly marked are, are my nemesis. <laughs> but why? <laughs> also, um, sometimes automatic doors because they don't open in time. Why the stocking? I don't know. It just was kind of creepy. And it would just seem like an opportunity for them to make a really pervy remark. I know we're watching this now and being like, that was really pervy. Probably at the time, everyone would have been like, ooh, Julianne Moore's leg. Uh, yeah, but it, it they never... Sexy scientist. Yeah, they never really go anywhere with no, it again. Yeah. I mean, the two obviously kind of have a, a sexual tension between them and then, then there's relationship developing stuff yeah. going on. Don't really but, care about that. But you didn't need for him to see her stockings when she fell over to establish any of that. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Yeah, there's one or two things that were like... Especially considering... Choices. Grab the DVD cover there because the way she's described on the back is just weird. Uh, Government scientist Alison Reed gets involved and goes head-to-head with the local scientific duo. Maybe maybe it was the IMDb summary that was stupid about it. Oh, yeah, here we are. Sorry, it was the IMDb one. Oh, of course it was. A firefighting cadet, two college professors, and a geeky but sexy government scientist. Wait, mm-hmm. like, why is she geeky? She's just... Intelligent. Yeah, she's just a CDC scientist. She's not... And she's not like, you know... Okay, yeah, she's got the clumsy thing going on, but she's not socially awkward or anything like that. Like, well, I don't get why they're calling her geeky. She's a scientist. Yeah, Is no. that the only reason? And, and I don't get why they're calling her sexy, other than because at one point we see her... I'm not, I'm not saying Julianne Moore is ugly by any means, <laughs> but... You know, yeah, she's no, not... it just, it, it's very much that whole male gaze. Looking at it now, choices would be made differently. Yeah, I just... Because then, for the rest of the film, like, she's the sensible scientist. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why that was there. I just... There's one or two things that you look at and you go... Ah. And she's quite empathetic as well, because later on in the film, when they have their kind of break-in and they get caught, she's like, why would you risk your, your safety and your best friend's life for this? Yeah, and she, kind of, she, you know, she tries to kind of figure out what he's doing, <laughs> and that's when they end up not working together. But like, she's a lot less antagonistic towards him after that point. Yeah, well, she's seen how much of a dick the fucking general is. Yeah, because <laughs> the man is an asshole. But I mean, no less of an asshole than Ira himself. Yeah, Ira, Ira Kane is just a prick. Yeah. He is. He's a, what an ex-government scientist who now teaches in a community college, and he is. Bitter. Yeah, well, I mean, your introduction to him is him saying that basically I don't get paid enough, so I, I couldn't be asked grading all of your papers. So now, in fairness, he what was it seventeen seventeen thousand five hundred dollars a year for a community college professor? Ugh. Uh, yeah, no, professors are not highly paid in America. I mean, no. not that they're amazingly paid over here, but yeah, no, that's that's shit. Yeah, they just they don't pay any of their educational professionals properly over there, whereas we just don't pay our teachers properly. Yeah. If you're a professor, you get paid pretty well. Well, it depends how high up you are. Well, yeah. But, yeah, he's like, no, I, I get paid. Fuck all. So except everybody gets two, an A. Except for the two boys. Yeah, and then the two guys who don't get an A, he's like, I'm going to embarrass the fucking few in front of everybody. They got a C minus. They passed. They yeah. kissed the teacher. <laughs> Oh, well, they do high-five then afterwards when they yeah. find out why they don't. They're like, fair enough. Yeah. He's still passed, though. But yeah, no, he's he is kind of an asshole for quite a bit, particularly in that, that scene with Sarah Silverman as well. Yeah. It's just like, I'm just going to bitch out my ex because she's here with her new potential boyfriend. Or I don't know whether they're not supposed to be together or on a date or whatever, but he's an ass. Yeah, he, he just hates everybody. And I mean, you can kind of understand why he's bitter because he was like science boy wonderkind. 
that's the impression that you get when he's talking about his previous career. He yeah. was like, oh, I had it all. I could have been a contender. I could have been somebody. And now I'm just stuck in this podunk college kind of thing. I'm, I'm still hung up on the whole how he got dishonorably discharged for what he did. Because I was like, isn't that his job? Yeah, so there's a, a bit where you find out why he was discredited and, and kicked out of the army scientist stuff. Was it the amount of soldiers he gave the vaccine to? Because it was like 150,000 or 15,000. It was considerable. So 100, 140,000 soldiers. It was a considerable this. quantity. Got this, like, how did it get that far? Uh, what was it again? It was, it was a, an anthrax vaccine. Yeah, it was an anthrax vaccine. And did there's horrible, horrible side effects. And the list of side effects are hilarious. Also it thinking hilarious. about it now, it would probably, if it had come out a couple of months or the following year, it wouldn't have been an anthrax vaccine. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. But yeah, if he was asked to develop a vaccine and he did his best to develop a vaccine... He Surely it was the failure of the of the military. Whoever was whoever was running, yeah, whoever was running the trial, it was their fault. I'm sure he wasn't the one who said, "Go out there and test it on 140,000 soldiers." I will say, or if he did it in secret, he wouldn't have just been fired. He'd have been locked up. So yeah, that's not really his fault. No, although I will say the side effects of it, whilst horrifying to experience, sound hilarious when listed. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Like, it's quite close to Shagger's disease. Is it? Yeah. Like, I can't remember what. Charles Darwin had it. Beyond having a funny name, I can't remember. Yeah, Charles Darwin had it, and it was something like um, ringing of the ears followed by excessive flatulence was one of the symptoms. I don't don't remember enough about Shagger's disease, to be honest. Yeah, no, but but (laughs) at the same thing, it also has a ridiculous, like, list of of, of effects. The, the guy who when, when we first get a hint of I want to kill you worst month of my life I had to wear diapers for a month and then <laughs> you great. go ooh what did he do yeah and they leave it hanging there for just long yeah, enough yeah tries to pull a, his fucking sidearm on him oh yeah, yeah, he, like, yeah. He, he gets dragged off by the MPs for trying to attack him I and you kind of go what the fuck did he do to him and Ira doesn't look too phased by it yeah because he's like are you Ira Kane and he's like yeah the Ira Kane well no but when your man is trying to pull the gun he's just like somebody want to get this guy sign yeah. out here he's just he's, yeah he's pretty calm apparently that's thing. happened to him a lot uh, well, yeah, I would imagine shortly afterwards, anybody who might have got their hands on him would have had a similar reaction. Yeah. And speaking of angry reactions, the, the best angry reaction comes from Orlando Jones. I was about to call him Orlando Bloom. Wrong one. <laughs> Wrong one. But Orlando Jones, when he has the aforementioned mosquito in the butt scene. Oh. The, just, <laughs> the delivery. That whole and the reaction. is superb. Everybody, the doctor just looking confused. There's no time for lubricant. There's always time time for lubricant. (laughs) When they flip him over and the other two are like holding him down and he's just everything about it. Oh, until when he gets up and strangles the doctor at the end. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you ever do that to me again. But his, yeah, his, his delivery in that scene of every line, the whole thing and all the, all the face acting, all like just the the bulging eyes. I I very much appreciate that. And I mean, the, the setup is effectively man doesn't want thing going into his ass. It's an old gag. It's a worn out gag. Yeah. It's in your book. Fuck me, he it's makes in, it funny. Yeah. Well, the whole setup to that of the bug getting in the suit. Yeah. From the moment the bug gets in the suit and he starts freaking out and they're trying to see it and it's like, they're like, we got it. It's dead. It's okay. And he's like, who the man? You the man. I'm the man. No, you're the man. I'm the man. And then it inserts itself about his person. <laughs> the the two of them have David Duchovny and Orlando oh, the Jones. They have such good chemistry on screen. You believe that friendship and the back and forth between them is just brilliant. Yeah, the way Harry keeps winding him up over Reed and like dancing around him and dancing behind him when he's like walking around like hip thrusting behind him. And I was <laughs> I like, stop that! I know you're that. doing it. I'm not looking at you, but I know you're doing it. <laughs> It is. It's, it's really believable. And I have to say... Oh, fuck. I was going to say we've talked about everybody now. Haven't talked about poor old Sean William Scott. Oh, as the idiot... As, as the um, idiot cadet firefighter or wannabe firefighter. Who also works part-time as a country club. But hey, he's got a job. Fuck it. And it's... 
Oh, God bless him. Oh, God love him. He's just trying to practice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, at least he's trying. And he was out in the middle of nowhere and he actually took safety precautions. <laughs> yeah, and then God he gets struck him. by a meteor. Then he gets hit well, by he a meteor. But his his car, car fucking does. <laughs> Still keeps going, though. Dab, that car is flat, though. It's hilariously <laughs> flat. It's kind of Sean William Scott playing to type for 2001 Sean William Scott. Idiot. But it's it's not the full dude. Where's my car or anything? Is that Sean William Scott? In that? I know. Yeah, that's Sean William Scott and, and Ashton Kutcher. Um, Ashton Kutcher. Ugh, it's a terrible film. Oh, it's fucking atrocious. <laughs> dude. And I mean, I like I like stoner comedy. No, that, but that one is, is just bad. bad. <laughs> that is actually just bad. But now he's fine in ways. This he has a couple of moments, particularly his his kaka kaka. Dookie dookie. <laughs> Although I do, I need to get the clip of him singing. You are so beautiful to me. Uh, yeah, to try and lure the dinosaur because at this point it's a dinosaur. I don't care what anybody says. Why are people fucking watching it? Like, oh, look at that! It's pretty. No, run, bitch. <laughs> yeah, the reaction of some of the people in the mall to the dinosaur, to the flying dinosaur, I noticed. Yeah. No, bitch. It's a bit understated. Run. <laughs> yeah, I'm not waiting around to see what it is. Yeah, it's Go. got teeth. And it can pick up a person and fly with them. Why aren't you running now? <laughs> you, some of you have small children that are easily picked off. No, you guys stay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, we get another monster that eats the rich in this. Yes, it? yes, it does enjoy eating the rich. Because that's what kind of brings Sean William Scott's character, Wayne, back into it. Yeah. Later on in the movie is that a country club manager who's having, what it seems like is having an affair. or at least, No, he's not the manager. At least, he's just like a patron. He's just a member of the country club. Is he? Yeah. Oh, I thought he was supposed to be the manager. No, Did he not just, say he's the manager? No, he's just... I know, just as a dude at my country club got eaten last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's having it off with someone and he's... Anyway, so, he's some just, rich prick that gets yeah. eaten by a monster. Yeah, and we he's love setting that up a nice here. little um, picnic, though. He is setting up a nice little picnic. Yeah, and then he gets chased down by that little thing that actually kind of looks like if Mr. B was a reptile. Because it's as chunky as Mr. B. Mr. B is a cat, by the way. Yeah, he's a chunky, chunky cat. He is a chunky, chunky cat, and I, I kind of thought he looked like some sort of weird alligator dog thing. Yeah, he was kind of cute. You think, I think everything is fucking yeah, cute. Yeah, it looked like a weird, fucked up, like, chibly crocodile. Yeah, and I think that's adorable. Yes, but it eats the Not, rich. Yes, it does. And that's what's important. Yes, it does. It did look like a baby of the thing from the relic. Fuck yeah, it kind of did as well. <laughs> But yeah, Sean, uh, Sean William Scott's character Wayne ends up bringing it to the two scientist guys who he knows have been investigating the media. He's got it in a trash bag. <laughs> yeah. But that is pretty much all of the characters in the film. Yeah. It's not a massive cast, but the two lads, Sean William Scott joins them later on. Yeah. And then on your military government side, it's basically just Reed and General Woodman. And his little lackey. Oh yeah, and, and Fleming, Ty Burrell, his little lackey. And then, as I said, we get the governor towards the end of the film as a special little treat with Dan Aykroyd. Yes. I wouldn't call it a cameo because it's... No, it's, it's not more a than a cameo. No, like, he's in it for a bit. They Apparently, they considered Bill Murray for it. Yeah, it's a, yeah you and can see it as a Bill Murray role. I too. can see Bill, yeah. Um, Dan Aykroyd's great in it, but there was a whole... Al- not alternate cast but like when I was in the trivia it was like this person was considered for the role this person was considered for the role yeah. and with the exception of Bill Murray none of them really make any sense to me who else was there? so for Ira Kane they were thinking either John Cusack or Leo DiCaprio John Cusack could pull John it Cusack yes especially for around the time yeah he, he had been leading Leonardo a few of his DiCaprio, own films 2001 no too baby faced no. way too young basically because that was like the beach yeah era way too young and then for Wayne yeah considering he was too young for Wayne they were considering Michael J. Fox no no bear in mind what Michael J. Fox looked like in The Frighteners oh yeah add five years onto that and yeah. he's playing a guy who works in a country club and is trying to be a firefighting cadet no no don't no. see that one either uh, Harry Block for Harry they were considering Will Smith but Will Smith was big in 2001 oh yeah and, and Will Smith could have done it but after Men in Black it would have probably been a bit too samey and Independence Day which had a very similar kind of yeah, yeah, yeah it, no, was, it was it's almost closer I think to Independence Day character wise the yeah. way Orlando Jones plays it um, instead of Julianne Moore Jennifer Aniston no no don't like that one either and she's not a Cerebic enough no, no, yeah, no. And nowhere near the level of actress of 
Julianne Moore either. No, but there is <laughs> there's a, they, there's certain lines in this that are just so sharp. And then one that was uh, not that I disagree with it. It's just a bit out of left field for General Woodman, Robbie Coltrane. Yes, have a massive. R.I.P. By the way, yeah, massive Scottish bloke. Okay. Yeah, Robbie Coltrane had quite a big accent. Like uh, would that, even with it, it would that not of, also have been the same year as the first Harry Potter first film? First Harry Potter, yeah. So yeah, that would have been that would have been. Mind you, Hagrid's not. If they, you know, Hagrid, that's like the film that has like the most Hagrid. It, that would have been. I feel like that would have been an entirely different movie if they had all those that cast. Yeah. <laughs> but so long as they always planned on having Phil Tippett to do the the creatures. Oh no! Wait, he was still in Cracker all, all the way up to two thousand. Oh no! Yeah, Philosopher's Stone was two thousand and one. But yeah, no, I, I'm glad that Phil Tippett Studios was always involved because the creatures are just so much fun. They also have like the especially the one that eats your man in the golf course. Yeah, has a look of easily translated into a toy. Because it's got the big pointy, outy, teethy. It's like how a kid would draw an alien monster. Um, when you yeah. look at it, it's very. It does have that, like where it tugs at that bit of you when if, you were a kid of what you wanted aliens to look like, like the one with if, the butt for a head. If this film was made in 1991, I would absolutely say that a lot of the creatures were designed for like toy lines because yeah. they could very easily have been. But, but it, yeah, I, it I has absolutely that see what childhood nostalgia of like the kind of like, especially the one with the the butt on the back of its head. That had it's like stupid things you draw, like you think of an alien when well, you're a kid. There's the one that has the two heads. Oh, the the puke me poo you. <laughs> the like the goat from Futurama. Yeah, what comes out <laughs> one end, we feed into the other. <laughs> yeah, uh, it doesn't. It doesn't last very long. No, no. And then the tree that eats things as well. Yeah, and, and even the weird little crustacean things that look just... Just They're recognisable enough, enough, but just off enough as well. Yeah, no, it's really nice. And uh, then, like, I, think, I think with the inclusion of like, think the planary, I enjoy that, because flatworms are, like, one of the first things that evolve. Yeah, no, and it's they cool to have the flatworms there. fucking everywhere, basically. Planaria are everywhere. They're cool. They're yeah. um so having those be the initial and they're the ones that you see the most spread out. Yeah. They're the ones who have ventured off to do their thing. But uh yeah, no, the rest of them I I they do there's something kind of childish about the way the aliens look. Until they get big and fucking scary. Um and then they go from kids fantasy alien to adult nightmare alien kind of quickly. Um I wouldn't say nightmare. No, but, but like, they get thumbs. <laughs> yeah, but they are the the early ones in that kind of the scene where the two lads break oh, break like, back in and they go down it's to the cavern. So pretty, it's so pretty. There's this whole. I want to like, play in that set so bad. Yeah, me too. It's this like misty rainforesty jungle cave ecosystem, but thing. it's all bioluminescent as well, but not in a shitty Avatar way. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, no, <laughs> absolutely not in a shitty Avatar way. No, it's 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 such a cool set. And it's one of the best set pieces in the film. Yeah. It's like, as well as it being funny and, and moving the plot along or whatever, it's just, it's so cool to look at everything in the that scene. The meteor impacts, like, yeah. There's like weird, funky mushroom things. There's what look like plants, but they're also carnivorous. So yeah. not too remote from the types of plants that would have evolved here as well. Like, we still have them with like honey pots and Venus flytraps. Yeah, I think. Uh, we there's a lot of carnivorous plants and they they're very old. Mm, I think a lot of thought went into well I know because it's Phil Tippett Studios. Yeah. But you can see a lot of thought went into the creatures. The creatures world. not just how they look but where they would come from and how they would develop because you have the whole thing about how they produce through mitosis and then asexual reproduction. Yeah. So they ain't got no junk. As Lyra puts it, no time for sex. Yeah. But it makes sense because Gotta go. <laughs> well, because they reproduce so quickly, it does it, it kinda of makes sense that they would just continue to asexually reproduce because it is a it's a quicker and more efficient manner of reproducing. Yeah. And as the creatures get more complex, you still see this asexual reproduction but in a, a completely kind of different way that's in also a really taught disgusting out. Disgusting way. Yeah, and also in a sped up evolutionary way. Yeah, it like, just kind of goes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> muzzle top. <laughs> it's a great little scene, but yeah, so they have they've taught an awful lot about not just oh how does this creature look, but how 
how would this creature come to be given the framework of the story? Yeah. They and put I'm, way more thought into the creatures than Ira did into like fucking containment protocols. Yes. Because <laughs> Ira is a bad scientist. Dude, seriously. Gloves, masks, something. Alien life form. And, and alien goo. Alien you, sir, are no fox molder. <laughs> no, you, you belong in a Prometheus film. That's where he belongs. Oh. Because he touched the goo. He well, but he recognizes the significance and the. But the just speed ignores all sort of safety protocols. Yeah. And I'd I'd forgive it for the first time when he sees the single cell organisms reproducing like fucking nobody's business. Yeah. But then he comes back like fifteen minutes later, and they're now multicellular organisms. So they're basically evolving really quickly and reproducing really quickly. You should probably be fucking concerned. Not, hey, let's organise a field trip with our students out to pick up that funky meteor. It's kind of like, what's that squirrel graph? That was like, if every squirrel that was oh. born successfully reproduces, they take over the world in like two weeks. Uh, I don't think it's that quickly, but it's something like fucking 18 generations of squirrels or 28 Before generations total of squirrels. squirrel domination. If, yeah, if every, every... Well, not just total squirrel domination, but like they, they would cover the planet yeah. kind of... Like um, a foot pick of squirrels. <laughs> Fun, because it's not like he can throw them and kill them. Yeah, but that, and that's <laughs> that's with squirrels in their normal... That's not speeding up their gestation period. Yeah. Or anything. The no, only, that, the that's only thing like you're that. changing in that instance is that every squirrel that's born survives. survives. to to reproduce. These things and are that's dependent on numerous factors. Yeah. These things are reproducing so quickly that... They're breaking shit. Well, but also that, that nothing could get to them in time to kill yeah, they're them evolving, before they reproduce they're evolving again. Past it. Yeah, it's just and yeah, it's it's quite well thought out. It's not super heavy sciencey or anything, but I like that they have paid attention to yeah, it. Yeah, they've just sped it up. It's a uh, very, very reminiscent to that that Futurama episode with the robots. Well the other way around, I would say. Yeah. But yes, yes it is. Yeah, I don't they, want to live on, on this planet, planet anymore. anymore. Yeah, where we get that fantastic, fantastic and often used meme. Yeah. <laughs> He's so right. Good old Fernsey. Uh, Fernsey could probably have have taught Ira a thing or two. <laughs> he brought his smelloscope. Oh, I don't want to bring the smelloscope down there. No. No. no what are they? What are they based? It's fun. They're not carbon based. They are silicon based? Silicon based, yeah. And they can't breathe their atmosphere, so they generate their own out of like a sulfur, so the whole place smells like rotten egg farts. Mm. Or Taupo, if you've ever had the, the joy of visiting Taupo, New Zealand. Rotorua. Oh, Rotorua. Yeah. Tepo does, but Rotorua is the, the proper the hot springs <laughs> everywhere. The whole town smells like eggy farts all yeah. the time. And on, on a wind, it's actually a relief when it's a windy day. <laughs> well, depending on where in the town you are, no, it's a relief. Can you imagine that in a dead heat? Oh. <laughs> but again, I like that even early on. They're like, oh, it stinks. <clears throat> and like, there's that misty shit on the ground because that silly cow has like fucking open toe footwear on. <laughs> And she's like, I don't mean to be, like, girly. I love the way she says that, too. And she's like, I don't mean to be girly, but there's something squishy on my foot. She's right, though. There is something squishy on her foot. Yeah, but she doesn't freak out right away until, like, they kind of wafted away. And then she's like, what the fuck? Nobody fell over in that scene. I was a bit disappointed. I got covered in them. And was yeah, like, I, was, I was really expecting somebody to fall over and no, get covered in them. No, they actually stayed remarkably calm. Yeah. I know they don't they actually they don't go for many super no. obvious gags in this film no because I like the fact that they think that Arizona's gonna get fucking wiped off the map and the community college kids are throwing a party they're <laughs> yeah. having a rager yeah like goodbye Arizona yeah that's kind of a fairly like everyone else is being evacuated they're having a rager it's a fairly standard college response <laughs> And absolutely. Oh, I mean, there's, there's somebody has a sign that's like "Goodbye Arizona" or "Arizona is dust" or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and another one says, "I don't want to die a virgin." <laughs> yeah, I saw that one. There is the, one of the things that I really appreciate about this film is there's no real apart from that Sarah Silverman scene. Yeah, and even then, that does advance the plot. There's no real like chaff in this no, film. It, does it moves cut. along really snappy. And I love the way it's cut. So when they get thrown out of. The dig site when they they go back to get more stuff and they find out that the government has taken the army has taken it over and you find out that Ira is former military and they meet Doctor Reed. Yeah, that is when he's the leaving, best example of it. And he's mooning. <laughs> yeah, so you also get to see David Duchovny's butt. It's the best pressed example. up against some glass. It's the best example of the uh, of what I was just saying that I really liked of how things move along quickly. Yeah. But before we get to that, 
that mooning is also my biggest nitpick for the movie. That is no. That, that sir is not a fruit basket. No, I saw that no meter si- tackle <laughs> pressed against that glass. That is a simple mooning. A fruit basket requires that you took and your, then press. Yeah, you took your junk between your butt cheeks and then you show the whole package. You all are also technically supposed to go. Here's your gift basket and open your butt cheeks. <laughs> yep. That is a fruit bowl. Yes. That is a fruit bowl, yes. sir. Once had the pleasure, great pleasure of seeing a very dear deceased friend of mine do that to somebody. <laughs> and it was marvellous. <laughs> well, Thankfully, yeah. I wasn't on the receiving That's end what, of yeah, it. Yeah, you saw him doing it to, to somebody. somebody you didn't I have was it done the... to you. No. Because <laughs> the, that, the person it was done to was not impressed. <laughs> to say the least. Yes, but yeah, no, that that is that is what a fruit bowl is. But... Uh, <laughs> But it goes, oh, or, we'll... Or, or, sorry, fruit basket, but either It's or. like they're driving away going, oh, we'll fight you on this. And it cuts immediately to the courtroom. Oh, yeah, it's like smash cut to courtroom. Yeah. <laughs> and the bit, and you also get a timestamp when they're arguing and they're saying, look, it's already been two weeks that they've kept us out of it. So yeah. they, everything kind of flows naturally. Yeah, so where other films might just, like, show you... Uh, they like it could have had a, a scene in between or, them. Yeah, or, or a yeah. couple of boring scenes in between. They're just like, no... They, they say they're going to fight it. Here's you seeing that they're fighting it. And oh, look, they lost. The yeah, oh, look, they lost and had their office ransacked while they were in court. And that, again, and then moves on. The, to, that's yeah. what spurs them on to breaking in and everything just moves so snappily throughout it. Yeah, everything has a reason. There's no kind of superfluous scene that's just shoehorned in. Except for play that funky music, white boy. Scene. I feel like, it, like, I really, really thought that when they pulled back, there would be a trailer with that freaking thing on it. Yeah. And so, I feel like somebody forgot something that day or something. Like, it just... So they've... Why? Yeah, it immediately follows a scene where they've killed a monster. Yeah. Alien. And it's a big monster. <clears throat> and it's a big enough one. And it cuts to the three lads driving in the Jeep really close, listening to play that funky music and being all happy and jovial and dancing around the place. Yeah. And this is when shit's still pretty serious, like, gotten pretty serious you, in the film. Yeah. And just the way it's framed, because it's so tight. Because it pulls, it pulls out and then up. So you expect yeah. to see like some a silhouette or something in the back, and like I to, swear... to pull or and then to pull around to the side to show them like driving past with this thing like hanging off the. Yeah, back. And, and either if it, either it was a false memory I have from watching the film before, or I just really the framing of it was so that it's was what they were setting up. I was totally expecting yeah a trailer was with the monster on the back. Second Jurassic Park where they're driving it through San Francisco on the back of it. No, it breaks out of the boat at the docks. Never mind. There, there's there's definitely some scene in some film where a monster is getting or a monster or like really big animal it, maybe it's fucking Lake Placid it might be future episodes so we'll find out pretty yeah. soon whether or not it is Lake Placid that we're thinking of something yeah, big just, on the back of a lorry people just, help just the way that that scene is framed yeah. yeah it looks it's missing a trailer and all they're doing is driving back to the military base and, and they say that's where they're going so yeah that I don't understand why it's in there yeah, and they go back to taunt them as well and be like, oh, well, you missed the thing that's on my lab table. And it would have been perfect to be like, you missed this bastard. Yeah. And the thing, not only did you miss this fucker, you missed the smaller Yeah, look what lab. we've got outside. Yeah. I, yeah what it's are a, you doing? It, it was a weird one. It's it's probably, it's the only, because at least the Sarah Silverman scene adds some plot development. Yeah, that's the only bit that, that adds nothing. And it's the only scene that I would say the film could do without. Yeah, maybe it was they were like shit we're actually like we're under 90 minutes put that scene back in and it'll put us to like no, no, 90 no, no, minutes no, and 30 seconds Dan Aykroyd going around being Dan Aykroyd please yeah I'm sure we could have gotten an extra I'm minute sure of footage out of Dan gotten, Aykroyd like pictures of him being the mayor doing like oh prep. no there was a there was or actually being the mayor being the governor be, um, and having like you know the fishing pictures of him like holding up one and like posing with it and there's shit. an un, there's an unused it's say they say it's an alternate ending but you could have just tacked it on yeah. where it's it looks like Harry's been impregnated by the alien mosquito I'd have much preferred to see that at the end of the movie <laughs> of him being all worried about being pregnant than to play that funky music bit yeah it's probably one of the only bits that I don't like yeah no it is it's very weird are there any bits that you don't like or really do like that we haven't mentioned <laughs> Sorry, my brain stopped. <laughs> Your brain often stops me record. <laughs> I kind of like how the army aren't really the bad guys until they are. But like the start of the film, when they're yeah, they're the sensible ones who are like, we've set up an airlock and we've we've quarantined <laughs> yeah. the site. Like you should have done. Yeah, and I think 
Maybe you in two- moron. Maybe in 2001 we were supposed to be on Ira's side more then, but watching it in 2022, I'm like, no, absolutely. These guys are right. The CDC should be in there and whatever fine army research. The second you realise it had something in it, it should have been fucking quarantined. Like, yes, you guys did discover it, but you have proven yourselves absolutely incapable of doing this in a safe manner. Yeah. So let's let the professionals do it. I do like when they're breaking into the facility and it's very like they cut through the gate and then they're inside and then they're in the thing and they're going down. Yeah. And what gets them caught out is the fact that Harry is dancing in the elevator. Yeah. (laughs) That's what catches their eye is that he's like jiving away in the elevator. And they nearly get away with it because one of the girls is like, ah, it could be the guys from Sector 12. You know they're weird. (laughs) I'm like, I want to know what the guys in Sector 12 are like. Yeah. But they're coming back out with specimens and then all it takes is one of them and like they kind of explain it in a way and you think oh they're going to get away with it but the person she reports to just happens to stick his head into the meeting and go hey did you authorise a visit? And she's like no why? He's like I'm not getting in trouble for that. Yeah. and they He's go, the most competent guy in the film actually. Because God bless his little heart when he's dancing in front of the, the governor. He's, when he's the, basically fucking the, Walter from SG-1. Uh, he's like just... He's he doesn't a, he's have a, a techie pep, guy. He doesn't have a battle card. No, he doesn't though. have a combat card again. But he's a tech guy who's just like... The nerdy, shy tech guy who you who look also, at and go, why but, are you in the military? But also seems to be like a bit of a PA for the higher ups. Mm. And He's yeah, Walter. Yeah, and he, he he does his due diligence. He's like, I don't know if they're supposed to be down there. The other girl says, oh, maybe it's these other guys, but I'm going to make sure. Yeah. And then, yeah, when there's a whole load of fucking guys with like AK-47s and shit, or well, probably not because it's the American Army, but with like automatic machine guns, yeah. this guy pulls out a, a pistol and defends the governor on his own. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, he's a badass. He's, does, he's he, the, does he even have a name? Uh, yes, he probably does. He does, but I can't remember what it is. But yeah, he's the most competent person in the whole film. No, I just really enjoy <laughs> that whole sequence oh, of them great, yeah. breaking in and he's like, hey, where'd you get the uniform? And he's like, well, I... I used to be a colonel. I used to be a colonel. This is my uniform. <laughs> the way that all runs together. Yeah. So they break in. They get into the facility. Way too easy. Uh, yeah. Get down. Get down into it. And you like. You're like. Oh, okay. Maybe they'll get caught trying to get out. Nope. Then they get caught on the hilariously on the cameras. <laughs> yeah. And then there's that whole confrontation down there as well because they don't even wait on them coming up. They all get suited up and go down to shout at them. <laughs> yeah. Instead of just waiting on them coming back like, up. This was what I said at the start. I thought it about, was really, really funny that they'd go down and then have an argument in this cavern. But at the start, I said there's a whole lot of little story things that you could nitpick if you wanted. There's, yeah. and it's, but it's just, it's silly fun things like that. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> why did they do that? And you can let it break the movie for you if you want. Yeah. And you can be like, no, that wouldn't actually happen. Or you can just go with it and, and have it be silly fun. Like, we know he's, like, yeah, he's a stupid bad scientist, but it's it's fun to shout, shout at the screen and tell him he's a bad scientist. I'm still enjoying the hell out of the movie. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I had, like, the nitpicky stuff in my kind of bad section, but none of it is, like, it's not, I, none of it makes it a bad film or is, is like, properly negative. Like, we're, we're, like the way we yeah. didn't understand to play that funky music bit. I love the four women in the house because they are fucking delusional. Oh, those fucking um, Oh, look at this dog. Women. In what world is that a dog? How fucked up have you bred your dog that that is what it looks like? Also, when it dies and deflates, that is just... Mwah. Can I offer a rebuttal to you being upset at those ladies thinking that that is a dog and that it is cute? I don't think it's cute. You don't think that one's I cute? I don't think that the one's cute. The thing with the big fucking baby puppy dog eyes. No, that, like, it looks that, like, like it's... It's and got the pug thing and pugs always sound like they're about to die and I can't cope with that because yeah. pugs well, that thing are... Well, that thing was about to die. Yeah, well, pugs are also that close to death all the fucking time. They have the same issues. I don't think they have quite the same issues It's damn close is. to it. Like, I, it just... It looked kind of sticky. It looked like it was covered in snot. It's weird chicken head thing. Oh, the thing that was in the thing? Yeah. Oh, it's pharyngeal jaw. Thank you. I was it's trying... a moray. Yes. <laughs> yeah, when you it's, open its jaws it's, open it's... wide and there's more jaws inside. Yes, that's a moray. Ah! I'm so glad I heard that song. <laughs> I, I, I actually wish I hadn't talked about that bit now. <laughs> yeah, but the chicken head thing inside it is terrifying. 
Yeah, it's it's. it's Why does it have an eye? It's about. It is about the scariest thing in the. Why does it have an eye? Does it need what? to be able to look you in the face while it smashes? Yeah, I don't know what or why. Or was it like some sort of symbiotic thing that maybe it was the next evolution trying to get out? Ooh, yeah. Because it was a bit more chickeny, it was a bit more birdie, it and was. it was going kind of birdie. What I, what I was, what maybe I was going to say. Maybe that's the things that were dying outside. Because they were out the back of the house. What it was trying to cough up was, yeah. was what was outside, which was mm. what was Yeah, possibly. I was just going to say that it was another evolutionary dead-end species like the pandas we gave out about last week. <laughs> but maybe it was the next that, evolution yeah. of it because it did try and go for them. Yeah. I just love the fact that your one who lives there is pushing the other one. You, you go and get it, Grace. Yeah, that's the one in the group that none of them like, but they just tolerate her because she's got like a nice beach house or something. Well, Grace is stupid enough to think that that is a dog. She's the one who says, I didn't know you had a dog. Yeah, and then tries to pet it. Yep. Yeah, she's got like a really nice summer house or something, and that's the only reason they're friends with her. Yeah. <laughs> Grace's husband is probably the sheriff or something like that. Yeah. Now, fair fucks to Jill, because she went straight for the gun. Yes, she did. Jill's a fucking <laughs> shit. I mean, I fucking would after yeah. seeing that. But again, uh, just another one of the fun little creatures in it. Like, Yeah. Yeah, no, there's but not. That, there's... Whole, that whole scene is, is ridiculous. It's great. No, there's not, there's not much to dislike about this film. No. There really, really isn't. And it's not... It's not one that's got like a cult following or anything like that. It wasn't massive at the time. It wasn't particularly panned at the time either. It's just no, kind it of. It was just there. It's just kind of there. And I feel like it, it's maybe been forgotten about a little bit. Yeah. But it's a really, really fun flick. It really is. If you search Revolution on any of the streaming services, you do not get this film. You get other things like documentaries. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, we had to watch this on DVD. I don't think it is on any of the streaming no. services. I, I remember But having... I mean, we got it in CEX for 75 cents, so... Yeah. <laughs> I used to have a badge that was a three-eyed smiley face. Yeah, I remember seeing those badges and the t-shirts and stuff for a yeah. while. Like, so it was, yeah, it, it wasn't, as I say, it wasn't a flop. It was big enough at the time, but it wasn't super big. Yeah, it just never kind of went anywhere. Well, I mean, it's not the type of film that you'd have a sequel to or anything like that. I like um, to think that Eight-Legged Freaks is some sort of spiritual sequel to this. Yeah, very much in the same vein Yeah, as Eight-Legged Freaks. And that this was, was written was by the earlier. guy that wrote Arachnophobia, if I'm not wrong. Yes, yeah, he yeah. did the guy who wrote the serious treatment for this, He's and then and then stayed on and worked with the other two lads. Wrote arachnophobia. Wrote arachnophobia, and all of his other films are, are fairly serious films as well. Yeah. The serious horror and sci-fi stuff. Just as an aside, there is a brilliant bit in Eight Leg of Freaks where the guys are on the dirt bike and the spider comes over the jump at them. Oh yeah. <laughs> There's a whole bunch of references that I didn't get in this film as well. The the Tuggy Tuggy Bird Call thing was a George of the Jungle cartoon thing. No, George of the Jungle, the film, the one with Brendan Fraser. The trivia said it was the cartoon George of the Jungle. I think was that based on the. Well, no, oh no, the the Brendan Fraser movie was based on like that was a property mm. long before the Brendan Fraser movie. Oh, I know, no, I know, but which cartoon though? Because it was a few. Of them. Oh, I don't know. Because <laughs> I remember the Tuki Tuki being in George of the Jungle. Well, there was a Tuki Tuki Bird. Yeah. The whole big butt alien thing was supposed to be a reference to some Seven Up campaign that Orlando Jones was in. That was show us your cans. <laughs> oh, but one of the references that I did get is Denise, the girlfriend, the ex girlfriend. Yeah, is Denise because David Duchovny played Denise uh, in Twin Peaks. Yeah, she's played. wearing almost exactly the same outfit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was a more obvious reference that I got. <laughs> it's almost exactly the the outfit that you'd see him in. But yeah, there was a whole bunch of references, and I was like, I didn't get. Any of those. <laughs> so yeah, there's even more to appreciate that the stuff that I've I, talked about. I do enjoy the girl who's shoplifting. I'll never shoplift again. <laughs> and it just runs and, off. And Harry's just like, see that you don't. <laughs> I, I guess it is. No, I yeah, I, I definitely I have I have a lot of love for this film after yeah. watching it. I have to say. Yeah, it's it's one of those ones. Uh, I think I must have seen it kind of like on DVD or something like that when I was about 15 or 16 and just was like this is stupid and I love it it is it's stupid it's silly stupid, fun it's stupid but it had a really interesting premise that they weren't carbon based that it was like oh we can use you know we're carbon based so if you go down the periodic table and go across arsenic is our poison maybe it'll work this way yeah but it was science based yeah. and like smart science yeah and it, it, for for the the kind of 
the level of audience that it was like that this was just meant to be kind of a general audience film it wasn't supposed to be yeah. for sci-fi fans or for like hardcore like comedy fans DNA so, based pairs yeah you know, so that's, that's what I'm going to say it's it's smart enough for the type of film it is it's not like say like Primer or anything which is like really seriously mindfucky and, and, and maths and, no, and, and this was string stupid and but shit. also taught you shit unawares yeah no 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 it is I'm not trying to say it was a stupid movie I'm trying to say there's a lot of actual decent science in there for what was effectively a summer blockbuster flick yeah in 2001 no less yeah <laughs> but yeah no I would I would I would highly recommend this film very enjoyable I mean Ivan Reitman so like yeah, it's go good, good pedigree in terms of directors writers and cast the casting on this is phenomenal it wouldn't work any other way I don't think no it definitely comes with the, the Monorance recommend stamp I think yes and if you haven't seen it go and check it out and like I said last week if you have seen it and haven't watched it in ages go watch it go watch it again it's definitely worth a rewatch especially now nights are getting longer oh yeah it's getting fucking cold <laughs> yep watch old films they're yeah. fun curl up and watch a silly old movie about aliens invading and just invading. enjoy it exactly exactly and as for us guys we will be back next week with something possibly Lake Placid possibly an undecided film we're yes. not 100% sure yet but I keep I keep banging on about Lake Placid yeah I know <laughs> And you won't let me watch it. I will. <laughs> I will eventually. I want to watch the big crocodile. <laughs> but thanks for joining monster us. Monster got a monster. Monster does got a monster. And we will be back next week because Podcaster's got a podcast. Yeah. Thanks for joining us this week, guys. In the meantime, if you want, you can head back and listen to our old podcasts or our other podcast, Mono Rants the Boys. And if you want, you can come and find us over on the socials on Twitter for the minute at least <laughs> until it implodes yeah yeah we'll see what happens there but we you will, you will watching the car dumpster fire is fun oh yeah no no I'm I'm not going to be one of these people who's like nah, Elon and jump ship I'm waiting I'm, I'm, I'm watching I'm going to watch this shit go down end. absolutely <laughs> absolutely so we, I'm going to be standing there poking it with a stick <laughs> yeah we will be there on Twitter playing as the Titanic sinks at Rance Mono we probably even if Twitter collapses won't get any better at Instagram but no no it involves putting pictures up which but like, is just an extra step of shit you yeah to do. But I mean if you want to contact us on Instagram I do get notifications on my phone so I will see it but don't expect me to be like uploading shit and stuff because at the minute no maybe if Twitter collapses yeah but yeah we're monorants underscore the underscore boys on Instagram and you can send your own rants or just whatever to monorantspodcast at gmail.com Thanks for joining us, guys. We'll see you all next week. Bye-bye. We are Science Fiction Remnant. This is the Funny Science Fiction Podcast. We are the Caribbean Science Fiction Network. We are Mono Rats. We are One Accord Level 2 Podcast. This is Jesse from Sudden But Inevitable and Open Pike Night. This is Sci-Fi.